3: Did you miss us? It's the Next Best Picture podcast here. I am your host, Matt Negley. at the Time of recording, 9.06 p.m. on January 3rd, 2019. Happy New Year, Next Best Picture community. The reason for this surprise recording right now is because we were so, so wrapped up in talking about 2018 on Sunday's episode that we did not give you a chance to hear our Golden Globe predictions for this Sunday. So that's what we're here to do. Joining me to give our predictions for this Sunday's show, I have Michael Schwartz.
2: Hello, everyone. Josh Parm. Hello, hello. Cody Derricks. It's me, Miss Golden Globe 2019.
3: (laughs) And also joining us is Deanne Knighton. Hi, friends. All right, everybody. Golden Globes predictions this Sunday live on pay-per-view. No, just kidding. Seriously, though, no. I mean, it's 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 one of the best, best parties of the year. I love the Golden Globes. I think they're so much fun. People seem to be more loose, more excited, more energetic. The jokes definitely seem to land pretty well during those uh, ceremonies, unless if you're Ricky Gervais, for the most part, you know. So we're going to just pretty much just go through each category, give our predictions, and get the hell out of here. We got other stuff we got to take care of, don't we? <laughs> so with that said, why don't we just uh, start her off here? Best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a series, limited series, or motion picture made for television. Nominees are Alex Bornstein, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Patricia Clarkson in Sharp Objects, Penelope Cruz, The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story, Tandy Newton for Westworld, and Yvonne Stravowski for The Handmaid's Tale. Who are you going with, Michael.
0: Well, Alex Borstein won the Emmy for Mrs. Maisel in comedy series, but at the Globes they just sort of throw everyone together for miniseries, drama, and comedy. So it's a whole mishmash here. I'm going with Patricia Clarkson from Sharp Objects, even though that show has been untested at the Emmys and other award shows, but I think it's a Beatty part that they're going to respond to.
4: All right. Josh Parm? My prediction is actually Penelope Cruz for the assassination of Gianni Versace simply because... Uh, she's a big star, and they seem to go for them in uh, these categories at the Globes.
2: Okay. Cody? I'm uh, I'm also going with uh, P. Clarkson from Sharp Objects. Uh, she has yet to win a single Golden Globe, and we know how the Globes lips their celebrities. Also, she was really genuinely good in the show, and that's got to count for something.
3: All right. What about you, Dan? So I
1: think Penelope Cruz is an inspired choice. I actually just watched this this past weekend, um, and I really, really gave that good consideration. But overall, I'm going with Patricia Clarkson.
3: Am I the only one here that is picking the Emmy winner, Tandy Newton for Westworld?
1: You are the only yep. one, it appears. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, well, it's through the, the only process of elimination. The show,
3: right? yeah. yeah, but nobody, nobody else thinks that there's enough love for Tandy Newton to possibly squeeze it out here?
0: If it's anyone else, it's either going to be Penelope or Alex, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree
1: with that. Uh, that second season didn't hit very well for people.
0: Even though she won the Emmy for it, you know, that was almost like a makeup for season one. It wasn't a, mm-hmm. here you go, you were so great this season. Mm-hmm.
3: All yeah. right. Well, that. I mean, hearing that argument then, um, uh, well, you know what? All right. I'll go with Patricia Clarkson as well for Sharp Objects then because I, I think – yeah, the fact that Westworld doesn't have any other nominations anywhere else and the Emmy win did feel like a makeup win. All right, you convinced me. I, I too, will go with Patricia Clarkson for Sharp Objects.
0: And now it's going to be Alex Borstein that wins. Yeah, watch that happen now. <laughs>
3: Best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a series, limited series, or motion picture made for television. Nominees are Alan Arkin, the Kaminsky method, Kieran Culkin for Succession, Edgar Ramirez for The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story, Ben Wishaw for A Very English Scandal, and Henry Winkler for Barry. Does anyone not think it's going to be Henry Winkler for Barry?
4: Uh, I am predicting Ben Wishaw. Is that a no. biased pick? Uh, I was going to uh, say. No. <laughs> I mean, it, a little bit. It's I don't a hard pick. But, but in my defense, I do think A Very English Scandal is a show that a lot of people love. I think that it is a threat to win in other categories as well. And totally. to me, this seems like one of those things that... The globes can kind of throw love behind a project that really appeals to them, despite other films and other television series getting a lot of heat behind them. So I completely understand you are totally right to call me out on my bias, but I do think there is a legitimate <laughs> shot he could win this.
0: No, you you are right. I have him in number three right now. Uh, between Winkler and which I'll have Alan Arkin, who is so good on the Kaminsky method. You know, I think he should actually be in lead, but you know. He he's a favorite of you know any awards body it seems like so uh i think he's a threat but wishhall definitely is a threat given how popular that show seems to be with hfpa
1: and even though i am feel like the only person in america who loves secession and has watched it three times oh. i still am not voting for kieran Culkin. i'm
2: going with henry winkler did you watch it in succession i
1: watched <laughs> it in secession yes
0: <laughs> by the way this will be henry winkler if he wins i think his third or fourth Golden Globe, but his first since Happy Days, I think. Wow. Oh,
2: really? Wow. So it's been that
0: long. He has Globes, but he hasn't won them in over 40 years.
3: Alright, well, hopefully he'll be as lucky as he was at the Emmys. We'll see what happens there. Best performance by an actor in a limited series or motion picture made for television. Antonio Banderas, Genius Picasso. Daniel Bruhl, The Alienist. Darren Chris, The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. Benedict Cumberbatch for Patrick Melrose, and Hugh Grant for A Very English Scandal. Oh, I
1: know
4: who Josh is going for.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Josh, why don't don't you tell everyone, who are you going with in this category?
4: I actually have been going back and forth a lot between Hugh Grant and Darren Criss for this. I really feel like it's a coin toss between the two of them, but I am going to go with Hugh Grant because I'm predicting some strong support for a very English scandal. So I'm going with Hugh Grant.
3: Okay. All right. I I appreciate the fact that I think you're going against the grain on this one here a little bit because I myself am picking Darren Criss to win for the assassination of Gianni Versace. Anybody
0: else with me on that one? It's a total coin toss, but I am going with Darren Criss also. I don't feel very confident about it though.
2: I'm also going with Darren.
0: No, between uh, Hugh Grant and Darren Criss.
1: With Grant. Okay.
2: If Hugh wins, I'll just pretend it's for Paddington too. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
3: He
0: had a great year. He really should have been double nominated at the Globes.
3: All right, so, Cody, who are you officially picking? I got Darren. Dean?
0: Darren.
3: Okay. Hey, Josh, you know what? I hope you're right. Seriously.
4: <laughs> I hope I'm right, too. <laughs> no, but have you seen Versace? Darren Chris is really good. He is, but Hugh Grant is also so good in A Very English Scandal as well, and he's pretty popular with that group.
3: I have to admit, I have not seen a very English scandal, so I can't speak to it. But, I I mean, if you're saying that, I believe you.
0: It's as scandalous as advertised.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Best performance by an actress in a limited series or motion picture made for television. Amy Adams, Sharp Objects. Amy Adams and Sharp Objects. (laughs) Amy Adams and Sharp Objects. No, I'm kidding. Patricia Patricia Arquette in Escape at Denimora. Connie Britton for Dirty John. Laura Dern for The Tale. Regina King for Seven Seconds. So I I find this actually pretty funny that it's our first head-to-head of Amy Adams and Regina King here on the night. (laughs) But I mean... I, I I find it very hard to believe that anyone else other than Amy Adams is going to win this. It's
0: going to her. It's going to be her without a doubt. Even though I think it should go to Patricia. Or, I want say Clarkson. Patricia Arquette for Escape at Dannemora. She is stunning on that show. Uh, it's going to go to Amy Adams here.
1: Yeah, round one to Amy Adams.
0: Yep, same. And it's
2: gonna be the only thing she wins tonight. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert!
3: Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> uh,
0: I wish, Cody, but I'm not so sure. <laughs> Spoiler. Well, alert. we'll see. Josh Bar where are you
3: weighing on this?
4: Uh, I am going with the pack on Amy Adams. Uh, it just seems like with so much attention around that, uh, that around that show and how acclaimed she is, I just don't think it's really anybody else's to lose.
3: Well, now the question is, does that carry over to best television series? or motion picture made for television. Nominees are The Alienist, The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story, Escape at Dannemora, Sharp Objects, and A Very English
0: Scandal. Sharp Objects was the dog whistle that I couldn't hear this year. You know, everyone else loved it. I could not get on board with that show. But, you know, like I said, everyone loves it, and it's going to win here. You
1: think so? I'm going with Versace. Oh! I think
2: think
1: Amy and Clarkson are getting it,
2: but I think Versace's
4: getting the big win.
2: Well, I have you know that what? as a very close second place, but I do have sharp objects.
4: And this is where I might surprise you guys. I'm actually picking uh, Assassination of Gianni Versace to win the big award here.
2: Do we all agree, though, it's that, between sharp objects and Gianni Versace? I
3: would
4: yeah,
2: say so. Uh, yes. uh,
3: I think yeah. so, too. Absolutely.
1: And I think they're pretty close.
3: I. I. Yeah, because if I have. Cl- <laughs> like, do I want to hedge my bets and have. Amy and Clarkson win and then have Chris and Versace win? Or do I want to have Sharp Objects take all three? I, I just
1: I just don't see it. And I, I also think part of my theory around that is that Ryan Murphy, between this and Pose, even though Pose probably is going to underperform, I think because of his year, I just see them giving it to him for this show. But it might be sort of a win for both.
2: They do like to uh, have sweeps at the globe though so I don't always remember if that translates to TV but I, I, I think three for one sharp objects wouldn't be two out of their league.
3: I'm gonna go with sharp objects I'm just gonna hedge my bets here I know it's in the first place position in my mind but I I, I very very easily could see uh, Gianni Versace also taking this as well uh, best actor in a television series musical or comedy Sasha Baron Cohen who is America. Jim Carrey for Kidding, Michael Douglas the Kaminsky Method, Donald Glover for Atlanta, Bill Hader for Barry, and I am casting my vote for Bill Hader and Barry. Agreed. Me too.
4: Um, I
1: actually have Michael Douglas. Yeah. Because of Star Power.
4: I actually have Michael Douglas as well, and because that is a new show, and we know that the Globes tend to really love new shows that come out, and it just seems like that's an easy one that they can Throw a bone to.
3: But you don't think it makes sense to pair up Henry Winkler and Bill Hader together? Oh, well, then again, you're well, also going with Ben Wishaw. <laughs> yeah,
0: well. <laughs> uh, Barry is also a new show. It's been out longer, but it's still in the first season.
3: <sighs> True. I think there is a good point being made here
0: about Michael Douglas, style. He's very good on the Kaminsky method, but it's not as baby a role as Alan Arkin.
3: Has Bill Hader ever won a Golden Globe before? I'm checking right now. One I don't second.
2: think he has. I can't imagine in what he would have won.
3: Yeah.
2: Because they don't do SNL. No. So uh, No, this is, his fir- this is his first nomination.
3: Yeah, yeah I think it's going to go to Bill Hader.
2: It just feels right. They like to pair their um, best series with a lead performance. So let me he be clear. Was so good. Bill
1: Hader is my choice of my heart, but I still am sticking with Michael Douglas. All right. I'm rooted.
2: A house divided
3: over <laughs> Next Best Picture.
4: Is Josh changing it. his vote? No, I'm going to stick with Michael
2: Douglas. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> Okay, good. She's the whip of Next Best Picture.
3: Best Performance by an Actress in a Television Series, Musical, or Comedy. We have Kristen Bell in The Good Place, Candace Bergen for Murphy Brown, Allison Brie for Glow, Rachel Brosnahan for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Deborah Messing for Will and Grace.
0: Can I just say something about Candace Bergen here really quick? All right. I have seen every single episode of the original run of Murphy Brown, all 10 seasons, and she is fantastic from 1988 to 1998. So I was really looking forward to this revival 20 years later, and it just did not land in any way, shape, or form. It felt like a totally different show, felt like a totally different performance, and I was just so sad to see her because she was so good in Book Club and even that cameo in Home Again. You know, I really wanted to see this be the year of Candace Bergen. It just did not land, and I don't know why she's here. You know, I'm sorry to say that, but just, boy, was that a different show this time around.
2: So those of you who had Next Best Picture bingo for my. Michael Schwartz saying, I need to take a minute to talk about Candice Bergen. You can mark that off right <laughs> <Yeah>. now.
0: <laughs> no, I'm happy to see her at the show. Same goes for Je- Deborah Messing, but these are not awards-worthy performances. Come on.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, so so with that said, um, Michael, Rachel brought in a walk.
0: In it, a walk. It, 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 come on. This is not even a question here.
2: I have her, too. But, I mean, I, I'm always tempted by the Globes, um, kind of the way they're drawn to new shows. And, I mean... Is Murphy Brown the only new one on here? And I guess technically Will and Grace. I don't even know if you call Murphy Brown new. Right. I know. Um, the new so, sec- this Rosie is the second Rachel-
1: season for Glow.
2: This is the second season. Yes. And I don't remember if Alison Brie was nominated last year. But I don't think she got nomination. nominated last year. I don't
3: think she did either.
2: Okay. No. You
0: know, Rachel Brosnahan only has even more to do in season two of Maisel. You know, it, it's an incredible performance. We know that they like it from last year. And I think that love is going to carry over once again.
2: Yeah, they can also just rubber stamp it from last year's win. <gasps> wait a minute, wait, a minute, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me back up for a minute
3: because my my memory is a little foggy. This is not for the first season. This is for the second season.
2: Right. Yeah, last year they they swept the globes.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, well, if that's the case, then
2: yeah, I still I still would it's, pick her. Yeah, it's still I still would. Yeah. Mhm. I did the same exact um like thought pattern you did, Matt. Wait a minute. Yeah.
3: No. <laughs> Best television series, musical or comedy. Barry, The Good Place, Kidding, The Kaminsky Method, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Maisel.
2: Barry. 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 So, Definitely like, do Barry. We really, do we really think that
4: Maisel could do it for a second year in a row? Because the Globes usually don't do that
3: with television. Exactly. And they love their new did, shows. Did we not just make this point with Actress?
4: <laughs> well, but but this, with Actress, it, there's like no competition to her in that category, though. I think exactly. that's what's helping her that much. There is competition in the top series category, and that's what I'm struggling with between Mazel and Barry. Like, I want to lean towards Barry, but The Marvelous Mrs. Mazel does have a lot of strength behind it, but the Globes just don't usually repeat like that, so that's what's I'll, giving I'll, me
3: pause. I'll back up just a minute here. What about the Kaminsky method?
0: I have that as my number two, actually, ahead of Barry. You know, that has the star power. It's a Chuck Lorre show, but I mean... The- Mrs.
2: Maisel, the first two episodes are set in Paris, and this is the Hollywood Foreign Press. Right, but I mean, Barry, we also all have winning two acting awards. I find it kind of hard that they wouldn't translate that love over to the series. Uh, I can maybe see Barry being
0: runner-up to Maisel that I could maybe switch, but I really do think Maisel takes it at the end of the day. You know, The reviews are as good as season one, if not better from some critics. It has the buzz, it has the power, it... It's almost like the Game of Thrones of the comedy series. It, it's just like it's a force.
3: Let's also remember, too, that this is also uh, Michael Schwartz's favorite show ever created. <laughs> it, it's up there.
1: But, you know, one of these days, The Good Place is going to sneak in. It may not be this season, but one of these days oh, it's going gosh, to Gosh, I hope
3: you're right. I mean, it does have how, how many nominations for Kristen Bell and... and... Series.
0: Yeah. It's been Ugh. getting more exposure. I personally don't get that show. I tried watching it and I'm like, I, I, it was not my brand of humor, but I see it rising up with the guilds.
4: What I the fork? Being
0: like, like, what was that?
1: <laughs> oh, what the fork? Oh,
0: uh, yeah. That I get. I saw that. <laughs> okay. up. It, it reminds me of like the Americans of comedy series where it's sort of ignored at first and then it steadily rises up.
1: That's what I'm thinking. That's why I could kind of see it. Ma- I don't think it's this year, but...
0: Right. It, have, it could yeah. happen at some point with the Emmys, maybe the Globes, that they start changing just their ways. But it you to be where they wouldn't add nominees after a season or two, and here Messing Messing's getting in when she didn't get in last year. So it's like you either get in once and continue mm-hmm. on that path, or you miss out once and you never get in.
2: So but. I just did some quick research, and only three times this century has um a Best Comedy Series won twice in a row. And every single other time, to my knowledge, it's been a first series. And those were uh, Glee, Sex and the City, and um, Desperate Housewives, which all really felt like humongous juggernaut zeitgeist shows. I really just don't see Maisel fitting in that, unfortunately.
3: I mean, I'm sticking with Barry. Me too. I mean, I'm going with Maisel. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Best performance by an actress in a television series drama. Katrina Balfe for Outlander. Elizabeth Moss for *The Handmaid's Tale*, Sandra Oh for *Killing Eve*, Julia Roberts for *Homecoming*, Carrie Russell for *The Americans*.
2: Uh, I'm going uh, with the host. Me too. Yeah. Uh, homecoming. Again, Julie, really but Julia difficult.
0: Roberts is right there. But it didn't. Even though it got that series nomination, just something about it, I feel like it's not clicking the way that we expected it to. And I know it has series uh, Stefan James, but Sandra Oh is just. No, the it. Not, she's not the it girl. She's been around for People years. People love but homecoming
3: the per, too. Person of the moment. I. I. You know what? Uh, but, mm, I. Yes. I. I think. Um. I mean, Sandra Oh was a real threat to win the Emmy this year. Uh, there was a lot of buzz about that performance. There's a lot of buzz about that show. I could very easily see Killing Eve being the show that. You know what? Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it the win here. I don't know if I'm picking it for series just yet, but I'll give it the win here for Sandra O as well.
2: I also have Sandra. O. I mean, between hosting and it's a new show and she's just I feel like she's one of those people that everybody in Hollywood would say they love. And this show, really, the performance was a force of nature from what I heard. I unfortunately haven't seen it yet, but yeah,
3: it would be a really cool television moment for the host to win.
2: Well, I have a question. Uh, do
4: we think that maybe the Globes could be a bit reactionary to the Emmys and want to reward Carrie Russell for the Americans to make up for her loss there? Oh,
3: I totally think so. I thought about yeah. it,
4: yeah. Because that's where I'm kind of leaning towards, honestly.
3: It's <sighs>
1: not um, so um, a bad,
4: bad theory. theory. Yeah.
3: I mean, do you uh, just spoiler for the next two categories. Do you have the Americans winning anywhere else? Uh, I do not. Hmm. Um, I really do think that Sandra O oh winning will be a good headline grabber, considering she's hosting the show. I, I'm not to say I think that they vote that way, but it's like so, like a narrative in my mind that I can't seem to let go of. Now that I've like caught on to it, so I, I'm 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 sticking with Sandra O oh for, for that.
0: Hollywood but China I press I, association is probably going to vote that way. Who are we kidding? But
3: but I mean, uh, Josh, I really do appreciate like that theory though, because actually it does make a lot of sense. Though I think
4: I think. It just feels to me like I'm pulled between the two of them. And both of them, I think, have really great narratives going into the night. I just don't know which one will come out on top. But I think I think now that you guys are saying it, probably Sandro does make a little bit more sense. So I think I'm going to steer in her direction. But I, there's something in me that feels like Carrie Russell could still win it, too.
3: All right, best performance by an actor in a television series drama: Jason Bateman, Ozark, Stefan James for Homecoming; Richard Madden for Bodyguard; Billy Porter for Pose; Matthew Reese, The Americans.
1: So this is where I have The Americans getting in. So I do Matthew I. Reese, although I would die for a Billy Porter upset. Oh, oh well, my god! I am going
0: to get go my Porter here.
2: Oh, you are. I really? am too.
0: Oh, I love it that <laughs> you
2: are. Now I feel. I hope like you shit. guys are right. I want to. He's so good in that show.
0: I watched Pose knowing nothing about the world it was displaying. I didn't even think I was going to like it, but it got good reviews. And I was blown away by the writing of that show and how it really invests you with these characters. And his character has some really terrific moments toward the end of that first season.
1: Well, I'm going to vote with you guys in my heart, but I have to stick with my original
3: choice. I want it to be Matthew Reese. I want it to be him. I wanted to be him so badly. I can't speak for Billy Porter. I have not seen Pose. Um, I have this weird gut feeling it's going to be Richard Madden for the bodyguard. That, that could
0: make, That makes a lot of sense. That's a he's actually place. my runner-up to Billy Porter.
2: He's actually my fifth place. I don't. I really don't see it at all. Oh I really seen even
1: regard it's BBC right
2: It's uh it's on Netflix I've never like, even heard of the show until su- the nomination They'll be surprised <laughs> if I
0: actually switch to Richard Madden before the ceremony on Sunday like that's a tough one
3: I'm going to go with Richard Madden because it's a new show hugely popular like that
4: thing was a huge hit in in britain when it aired and yeah uh, yeah it, no, sorry, really Deanne, sorry
0: josh i'm actually switching to richard madden right now uh, <laughs> i i have to because that josh, is such are a you holding out
1: thing. on billy porter because if not i, I gotta switch I'm i
0: love that i love that i gave you the confidence michael <laughs>
4: <laughs> that, yeah, I'm, gonna then then. With, I'm gonna stick with billy porter even Thank though you. i would love for richard madden to win for other reasons but For the purpose of predicting, I'm going to (laughs) take Billy Porter.
3: (laughs) Richard Madd's going to get up to the microphone, start speaking, and Josh is going to have tingles.
4: (laughs) Oh, I will black out for about two. (laughs) I (laughs) wish I was presenting the category to him. Oh, God, I wouldn't wouldn't
1: provide the night if both of them won. would be a very English scandal.
3: Uh, Best television series drama. The Americans, Bodyguard, Homecoming, Killing Eve, Pose. This is hard because like I'm going with Richard Madden for the bodyguard so do, do I pair bodyguard with him do I pair killing eve with um Sandra O, oh, or do I go with the Americans as a send-off award I, the other the other ones I I I feel like are a little bit weaker potentially but I just I don't know. Help me out here, people. Cody, what are you going with?
2: I'm going with the Americans. It's the first time they've ever nominated it for a drama series, and I think having it be for its last season, its strongest season from what I've heard. And the fact that they you know, did the opposite of what they usually do, the rest are all first seasons. This is a final season. I think that shows a lot of strength with the HFPA for the Americans.
4: Josh Parr. Well, I'm pairing up my Billy Porter prediction with Pose winning for the drama series.
2: I hope you're right.
3: DNA. I, I suppose you're doing the same thing.
1: I, I'm not. I'm posing with, or I'm I'm pairing. With <laughs> Eve. I'm not posing. Okay. Um, Sandra O oh and Killing Eve are my choices.
3: Michael. Killing Eve. Um. Oh God, it's between Killing Eve and The Americans for me. Um. Dear God, I, I'll go with Killing Eve. I definitely think that there was a spark to that show this year that HFPA will want to go for. Um, man, that's tough. That's a really tough one. Yeah, it's hard. Well, let's move over to film.
2: Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Things I've actually seen.
3: Best original song, All the Stars, Black Panther, Girl in the Movies from Dumplin', Revelation from Boy Rick Riem for a Private War from A Private War, and a little song called Shallow from A Star Is Born. <sighs> Sha la la la
0: So I'm going with Trip a little light fantastic from That's not content.
3: fucking nominated, <laughs> Michael. So
0: the
2: right, it, right then <laughs> It's the third party ticket. Well played.
3: It, it's gonna be shallow the same way it was it, it was City of Stars. it's, I, it's, just, be it's oh, just It's just shallow. written in the stars.
1: You know? I was gonna
2: sing it, but then Matt sang it and it ruined everything. So yeah, it's been repeated <laughs> a lot, I think think this is even it's been for the past three months the most locked category at the oscars for
3: it's nominated for a grammy for song of the year (laughs) like yeah i just i don't know josh are you josh are you going against the grain?
4: not this time i think that (laughs) the biggest lock of the night has to be shallow from a star is born all
3: right best original score a quiet place isle of dogs black panther first man Mary Poppins Returns. Michael, now you can go.
0: <laughs> well, it's a very good thing that you're having me go first here, because I'm going with my friend Mark Shaman, my friend who I've never met, Mark Shaman, uh, for
2: Mary Poppins Returns.
1: I was just going to say, I actually prefer First Man, but I know it's not going to win. I'm going with Mary Poppins.
2: Cody? Uh, if Beale Street was here, I would be going with that. That was my predicted winner, but then it wasn't even nominated, so yeah, I'm going with Mary Poppins. Josh Parm. I am going with Mary Poppins,
4: but... I have a very strong suspicion that First Man could also take this. Uh, this category can go really weird directions sometimes. Sometimes they just rubber stamp the thing that's probably going to win the Oscar, and then other times they can go in a completely different direction. And I think, I think First Man is something that isn't really in a good position to win the Oscar, but I think people respect that score a lot, and it feels like something that the Globes could reward. But I I'm still gonna about go that with too.
1: Like some Hurwitz carryover.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm in no way saying that I think it's a complete 100% lock for Mary Poppins Returns for all the reasons you just said, Parham. But I am still going to pick it to win here anyway. Um, yeah, I would watch out for First Man to pick up a surprise win here because the lack of showing in other categories um, definitely made me back off on it for sure. Um, And I think Mary Poppins Returns could also emerge here uh, with this win as um, a more possible, uh, you know, likely contender to win the Oscar uh, with the momentum from this win. So we'll see how this race develops even further in the future. Best foreign language film, Capernaum, Girl, Never Look Away, Something Called Roma, and Shoplifters.
0: I'm going with Something Called Roma. Mhm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. sounds like a good pick.
3: I'm I'm going with the 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 film that should have been nominated for Best Picture. Uh,
0: <laughs> like,
3: yeah, it's gonna be Roma. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. This is the second most locked category of. The okay, so episode.
1: at the Globes, they can't nominate in both, right? Correct.
3: No, they can't. If you're nominated for foreign language, you could not be nominated for Best Picture Drama. Hence, why Roma was not nominated there, and it's nominated here.
0: Which I thought we, It couldn't be which... nominated altogether, not Correct. one or the other. Yeah. I they don't have banned. a. There's no option
2: and they could never be nominated just like animated features.
0: Yeah,
4: which makes perfect sense for the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Yes.
2: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> really emphasize that Hollywood part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so Roma. Roma. Y- yeah.
3: Best animated film, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Cody
2: I'm going with Incredibles 2. Uh, this just feels like a Globe kind of animated feature when, you know, they, they don't shy away from sequels and they love Pixar. They, they give it to almost every Pixar movie or they at least nominate them. I mean, Cars 2 got nomination here, so I'm just going with Incredibles 2.
3: Yeah, I want to remind people that the year that the Lego movie was nominated for the Golden Globe, they opt to not pick that. And I I, 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 I am with you, Cody. I actually agree in the sense that while Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is, in my opinion, the default pick, it should win, it should win the Oscars. should win literally every single award there is under the fucking sun, um, the Golden Globes just don't tend to vote that way, and their pattern
2: indicates it's going to go to Incredibles too. I think. Yeah, I just have a hard time seeing this or even the Oscars, for that matter, voting for something with the word Spider-Man in it.
1: There's so much momentum around this film though right now and it got the nomination. I, I'm sticking with it. I, I have the same questions you guys have, but
3: I'm going with Spider-Man Josh? Well, I'm being the Maverick and going with Isle of Dogs. And I'm right with you there, Josh. I you know what? The score nomination made me think.
2: They loved us blah, though, you know.
3: And hold on, let's let's take a step back here for a second, because now I actually want to analyze this. You guys might have just given me a little bit of courage. Um because as I'm looking at the best animated feature race right now. And I'm taking a step back. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has won 21 awards so far. You know what's 10 awards behind it with 11 wins? Isle of Dogs. You know what's in third place with only two wins? Incredibles 2.
0: Isle of Dogs from the director, Wes Anderson, who beat Birdman four years ago. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: It just seems to me like Isle of Dogs is being positioned as the... it's not so much we're awarding the film it's it's we're awarding wes exactly and i think that that is starting to really carry over a lot um i call me a coward call me whatever you want to call me right now for doing this but after hearing the two of you go in line with it i i I actually it's given me the courage to also do it too um I'm sorry, Cody, I, I, I'm I going to move from Incredibles 2 to Isle of Dogs fine, as well.
2: It's fine, I'll be right all,
3: all by myself. Okay. No, 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 because I, I also want to say I, I, I still stand by everything I said before in terms of this category does tend to go for Disney. They tend to go for Pixar, and I, I could very easily see it going for Incredibles 2 as well. However, I do think that when it comes to Oscar, like when we get later on in this in the season – it seems to me like the narrative for Wes Anderson to win an Oscar is something that's going to start to take hold at some point, point. and I think it's going to go up against Spider Man: Into the Spider Verse, which will be the critical favorite, and Incredibles Two will be somewhere in there. Obviously, I. Yeah, you know, what? I'll just go with I. I'm going to go with All Dogs. Just as for well.
2: clarity, I'm not predicting Incredibles Two for the Oscars to win. I just think it feels like a Globes pick.
4: Yeah, I, I would agree that because i actually think that incredibles 2 has a better shot of winning the globe than spider-man does to be perfectly honest and i think that it is fine i accept that i'm not saying that i personally agree with that but i just feel like at the globes i have a hard time imagining they're going to pick a spider-man movie to win and incredibles 2 is a good default pick throughout most of the season but I just think that, as you said, Matt, there's a lot of love for Wes Anderson, especially from this group that gave him Best Picture over the future Best Picture winner that year. I just think that that's a lot of love for him and that film that can carry it over. So my counter
1: argument is it's had a lot of time to get blowback. And there is a lot of blowba- blowback on that film. And Spider-Man has all of this positive momentum right now.
3: My only, my only thing with that, though, is I feel like the blowback to that film was so seven months ago. And I don't know if it's something that we're still talking about today. And we all fall Green Book. Like I think, like like people definitely remember it for sure. But I don't see pieces still being written about it. I don't see people still as angry about it. Maybe if it wins here, people will be like, "Hey, wait a minute! I, you know, I thought that we had <laughs> squashed this film's chances. What the hell, <laughs> you know?" And then people will come out of the woodwork again. But uh, I mean, I'm just then all being you have a
1: contrarian. To-
4: but then all you have to do is just say, hey, Wes Anderson's about to win an Oscar. And then I think those people will start to be quiet.
3: <laughs> we'll see. Best screenplay. One of the toughest awards always to call at the Golden Globe Awards. Mm-hmm. Roma, the favorite, if Beale Street could talk, Vice, and Green Book. <sighs>
0: It's close between three movies here.
3: I mean, you could say (laughs) it's close between almost all of them. It's insane. I really could
4: see any one of the five
3: winning. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Um, Deanne, let's start with you.
4: I'm going with
1: the favorite. It's a screenplay movie. I think this is where it wins. I feel like in general I'm going to underestimate Vice, but so be it. I'm going with the favorite.
2: Cody. Cody. I'm also going with the favorite. It just feels very globesy. It's very elevated language, and they love screenplays that make it very apparent that somebody wrote this. You know what I mean? They love Aaron Sorkin. They love things with a lot of words and really just witty dialogue. It just feels very globes. Josh Parham. I am also going with the favorite, but
0: I am so scared that this is going to go to Green Book. Michael. I think this will be the one and only win for the favorite.
3: And I, too, think it's going to be the favorite, but I have my reservations. Wow. So we're all like in, you know, uniform for the favorite there, but no one feels really good about it. Exactly. That's
4: <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I would not be shocked if Roma won this because they can do weird things sometimes in this category, too. I really think any one of these movies winning, I would not be shocked by.
3: Best Supporting Actress. Amy Adams for Vice. Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. Going head to head again for the second time. Emma Stone for the favorite. Rachel Vice for the favorite. Claire Foy for first man. All right. Time to get dirty here. Cody, what do you got?
2: King's getting the crown. This is
3: where... Whoa, all right. Coming out the gate, swinging. Oh, yeah. Josh Parm, what about you?
4: I second the motion. I think that this is going to be Regina King.
0: Oh, wow. Deanne?
1: I'm right there. Michael?
0: I think Amy Adams is going to win the SAG. Uh, two sags, actually. I think she's going to win two Golden Globes, which means that she wins here. But I don't have her winning the Oscar, which means that I think Regina King might be able to do it. But I just don't I, I don't see it. I see them wanting to do a Kate Winslet thing again and then having it end at the Oscars.
3: So if Ryan were here right now, I know he would have words for me. i yell at everyone. We just woke him out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Like, uh,
3: in, in but theory, but I mean, here's the thing. It's, it's like it's one of those things where I have to really take myself out of it, and I have to really step back and say to myself, because King did miss that SAG, and I and I have said um, that if King wins over Adams at the Golden Globes, that will be a sign that the SAG is, while a setback, is something to be that can still be overcome.
0: And I still think it can be overcome, but I don't see her winning. Winning what? The Globe. I think she's still going to win the Oscar, Regina King. And I know that sounds so weird that she would lose Globes and SAG and still win the Oscar. But I don't know. It's just something my gut is telling me.
3: Well, because we're all pretty confident she's going to win Critics' Choice, I I imagine. So if all she has is Critics' Choice, and let's just hypothetically say Amy Adams wins also BAFTA. She's got BAFTA, Golden Globe, and SAG.
2: I mean, that's... It's powerful. It's It's very powerful. powerful. If that is the case... If that is the case, Matt, what you just said up, I'm going to switch to Amy for the Oscar. I got burned by Laurie Metcalf last year, but I'm still thinking King takes it all the way. But
3: here's the thing. Yeah. So if you're predicting King to win the Globe, you, I think you have to predict her to also win the Oscar. Because I do, I firmly do believe we're looking at King. I, I still don't think King wins the Bofton no matter what. So I think you're looking at King winning Golden Globe, Critics' Choice, Amy Adams has SAG and BAFTA, and on Oscar night, you got to flip a coin. You know what? That sounds very exciting to me, and I want to live in that world of excitement. I'm going to pick Regina King to win the Golden Globe.
0: <laughs> so I'm I'm on my island alone here with Amy.
3: <laughs> yeah, but Michael, I want to just not let you island. know that I do believe that this is one of those situations where I could see it going either way, and I'm legitimately 50-50 between the two. You ask me tomorrow, and I'll say, no, Amy Adams is – going to win the Golden Globe.
0: Yeah, I think Amy takes Globe, Amy takes SAG, Regina takes Oscar. But with just critics' choice? Uh, Matt, I, I can't explain it. I, I don't know. what makes
3: <laughs> You said this mistake, last year I about Laurie Metcalf,
0: February. and you know what? You were wrong. In February, I think Vice is going to be even more toxic than it is now. No offense, Matt, but I mean, no one wants to touch it. No, no, it. no.
3: I'm not it's taking the, any offense to it. it. I don't care.
0: Yeah, I, I just can't see it lasting that long. <sighs> and I think with six nominations, I think they're going to give it a win here.
4: I I just don't know if, I mean, because the weird thing about this category right now, and particularly with, with Vice, is that we don't know exactly how the divisive nature of that movie is going to impact the voting here. I do think once we get further down the season, it is going to start to really impact it. But with the glows being so early, there could still be enough support for Amy Adams. But I still think that Regina King does have some support in, in her own camp, and that SAG snub might have even rallied some people to give her even more to make sure that she does have enough attention to go to the Oscars with it.
3: I will say this: if feels True to Talk is nominated for Best Picture, Regina King also got another nomination elsewhere. The same reason that Amy Adams did as as well for Sharp Objects. Um, I do believe that the SAG snub was maybe a rallying, like Josh says. Oh, my God. But the Globes love Amy. They've given they, they her... It's,
4: Amy Adams is not a bad prediction. I will say that. Even though it's not the choice I'm going with, predicting her is very, very smart. And honestly, I don't even think we would be wrestling with it so much if Regina King had gotten nominated at SAG, because we would have just said, Amy Adams wins the Globe, Regina that's King true. wins the SAG. Yeah. It, it's that SAG snub that's really messing with
3: us. <laughs> Agreed. Um, I... I I was prepared coming onto this podcast to say Amy Adams. I'm going to say King, and I know in my heart that I'm probably wrong. Oh God. Okay, let's just move on so that I can't change it.
0: Watch that's gonna be the first award of the night and ruin all the suspense. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know what? I'll be happy to get it out of the way. Best Supporting Actor Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Richard E. Grant. Can you ever forgive me? Timothy Chalamet, Beautiful Boy. Adam Driver, Black Klansman. Sam Rockwell for Vice. I am sticking to my prediction that I have made. I I don't know. I've been saying this for weeks now. Richard E. Grant was going to win the most critics awards. He'll win the critics choice. He'll win the BAFTA. Sam Elliott wins the SAG. I think Mahershala Ali takes the Golden Globe for Green Book. That is the prediction I've been saying for weeks, and I am sticking with it.
4: (laughs) And I am also going with Mahershala Ali for Green Book, although I don't think I'm as confident as you are, Matt, because I think – this category, probably with the exception of Sam Rockwell, I could see any of them winning, to be completely honest with you. But I feel like given how popular Green Book is, and this could be looked at as a perceived makeup to Marshalla because he didn't win for Moonlight, I think that will help him in this category. I don't know if that it's is going
3: to— ex- Nope, that's exactly where my head's at. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it's going to
4: go the distance in the season, but that is what I'm feeling at least with the Golden Globe.
2: Cody, I agree. I think he wins here. Mahershala, he the, you know he lost in 2016, famously and probably the weirdest win oh, of God. all time from the Globes. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I, I I don't I think this is where the train stops for Mahershala. I don't think he wins anything else major televised awards wise after this. But I really think between their love of Green Book and not having rewarded him two years ago, it's his time. I'm going to
0: half agree with Cody and say that I'm predicting Mahershala to win the Golden Globe, and this will be one stop on his way to winning his second Oscar. D N.
1: Mahershala, can you ever forgive me? I'm gonna go with Grant. <laughs>
0: oh,
3: friend of the pod, yeah, friend of the podcast, <laughs> Richard, we yeah, love you.
1: I'm, I'm, my theory is just how hard he's been campaigning, how well liked he is, how out there he is, um, and just front and center. And so I'm gonna go for it. It's kind of my he's my thing. he's
3: my number two, to Mahershala here. It's not a bad choice. Me I mean, if you know, if you want to, if you want to subscribe to the idea that. Richard D. E. Grant is a runaway winner in this category, and he wins Critics' Choice, Golden Globe, BAFTA, and possibly even SAG on top of that. I mean, you know, I, I totally get it. I, I don't see it, but I get it. <laughs> Best Actress Comedy Musical, Emily Blunt, Mary Poppins Returns, Olivia Colman, The Favorite, Elsie Fisher, Eighth Grade, Charlize Theron for Tully, Constance Wu for Crazy Rich Asians. I got Colman.
4: It's I hard.
2: I this also is this time, is harder than I thought it was going to be. Keeping my <laughs> mouth shut until the end, they uh, love Michael. Blunt. <laughs> and they love musicals and musical performances, no. even over you know eventual Oscar-winning performances. They've given musical performances Golden Globes, but I, I think uh, the favorite feels like it has a little bit more love, especially from the Hollywood Foreign Press. Um, I don't know. It's really really close for me, but I'm going with Coleman. Dn.
1: Oh, I'm Coleman.
0: All the way. So I'm
2: not being biased
0: here, but I'm going with uh-huh.
3: uh, Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, no, <I'm>
0: <laughs> she is nominated for so many Golden Globes. She's won in the past, but for a television series or a miniseries, uh, I think this is the time to give her a film win. They love her so much. They didn't give it to her for Into the Woods for whatever reason, and I think this is the performance that's going to do it. Coleman's a veteran, though, too. Coleman already has a Golden Globe that she won. What was it? three years ago or something like that uh emily blunt's win was i think before devil wears prada so the, that was before she was even launched into full-on stardom it was
4: the year of the devil wears prada okay, the
0: year the, uh, the year of so
4: yeah and i can understand the argument to give it to emily blunt and to predict her and i think most likely that in most other situations i would agree with it but i also think that when the Globes are faced with two decisions of people that they like, I just think they tend to default to the person who's in a better position later on down the award season. And, you know, no matter how much you like Emily Blunt, I don't think that if you compare her to Olivia Colman, she's in a position to, like, win the Oscar
0: over her. And no, I actually think the- Olivia Colman's going to win the Oscar, which is weird that I'm not predicting her here. But I that is, that is get, weird, Michael. I think <laughs> she's going to get sagged in the And that's going to push her over. I think the Golden Globes are going to want to reward Mary Poppins with uh, a Best Actress award. You
3: want the Golden Globes to reward Mary Poppins.
2: Josh, your line of thinking about um, when in peril they default to the one more likely to win the Oscar, that's exactly what pushed me over to Coleman's camp.
3: Uh, What pushed me over to Coleman's camp was the low Rotten Tomatoes reception for – Uh, Mary Poppins Returns. It was not low. It's 78. That's
0: low compared
3: to 90s. It's
2: one best picture at the Globes.
3: It's still not in the 90s. They love musicals, though.
2: I don't know why I'm advocating for not my choice, but (laughs) it's close. It is close. between. Uh, It
3: is close because I also... So here's another thing I also like just in terms of Globe pairings, right? Because we know they like to do pairings. The... Standalone screenplay win for The Favorite makes, to me, more sense than the standalone score win for Mary Poppins Returns. And I feel like pairing Blunt with the score wins just sounds more like it just it's weird. It's a weird reasoning. I know it may sound weird as I'm like saying it out loud, but something about the pairing of Blunt and the score sounds for some reason better to me than Coleman in the screenplay. And I'm going to tell you another reason why, because I don't have Mary Poppins returns or the favorite winning the best picture comedy musical award.
1: I agree with you on that, but I just, I, I have the flip logic. I just think with that screenplay, win that there's going to be an actor acting pairing
4: with it. Um, and I agree with that. Diane With the I agree with that. Deanne. It's
3: okay. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Olivia Colman against my better judgment, possibly, because and I'm only going to choose her because of the reason of the likelihood to possibly win Best Actress at the Oscars. Um, Whoever said that before, I oh, Josh. that that reason is the is at the top of the reasons for me. And it's it just makes the most sense. Um, But man, that's this is tough. This is another tough one. And either one, uh, watch, watch it be Elsie Fisher, and it'd be like the greatest win ever.
2: <laughs> uh, she would get my vote. I'd be so happy.
3: <laughs> All right. Best Actor, Comedy Musical, Christian Bale for Vice, Lynn manuel Miranda, Mary Poppins Returns, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, Robert Redford, The Old Man and the Gun, John C. Riley, Stan and Ollie. You know, in the beginning, I originally said it was going to be Viggo Mortensen.
0: Because we thought Vice was going drama.
3: And yeah, and now I... I have to go with Christian Bale for Vice because of how much the Hollywood foreign press went for Vice.
0: Exactly. Six nominations. And it should be him. You know, I don't like that movie at all, but I think he's downright incredible in it. And I don't think people are going to deny him that award.
3: I am in agreeance there. I I think objectively looking at all the performances here, and I... I, I pff, listen, call call me whatever you want to call me. I like Vigo in Green Book, but I think Bale's performance in Vice is... Pretty, pretty freaking amazing. It's
0: sensational.
4: Yeah, he's one of those things where even people who don't like Vice can even begrudgingly admit that he is one of the highlights of it. And I think that considering that the Globes went so heavy for nominating that movie, Mm -hmm. it would feel weird for them not to give it something. And I think Christian Bale is by far the easiest thing that you could give it without that much complaint.
2: Yeah, that's worth I just can't shake the feeling that Vice is going to be this year's the post, you know, where it got a lot of got the same amount of nominations, six nominations the most of the night based mostly on buzz before anybody saw it and then the awards came out after everybody saw it and it got zero wins. I just it I it feels very similarly lined up.
4: That's fair, but there was no one in that that had the performance Bale had. And also the post was made by people who had already had like, you know, 17,000 awards for other things they were working on and vice i think is a little bit of a different beast than than the post is
3: well let's let's maybe take that a little bit further here because Bale is a previous winner for the fighter vigo has not won before
2: that's kind of where I'm leaning to Matt he well I mean
3: I'm I'm still leaning towards bail okay but I mean I I am making the case for Vigo because I do think there is a case to be made I I think that instead of this being more 50 50 like some of the other uh categories that we've called supporting actress and actress in a comedy musical I think this is more you know 6535 and I think that there is definitely a case to be made for Vigo here 65/35. because 35. uh yeah isn't that the math is that right that's a hundred
2: Oh, yeah. I was a yeah. Major. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, okay, so just to be clear, we're all picking Bale.
2: Uh, I, uh, I don't know, dude. I'm, it's mm, take Bale the is the flashier performance. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with Vigo. I'm going with Vigo, and I'll have the glory if he wins. Uh, although, I will not be surprised at all if Bale wins.
3: I, I, I like this. I, li- I like when somebody goes on an island, yeah. it, it makes it a lot more exciting.
2: It's very lonely.
3: <laughs> so, speaking of islands, <laughs> whew, here we go. Best Actress in a Drama, Glenn Close, The Wife, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born, Nicole Kidman, Destroyer, Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Rosamund Pike, A Private War. We've all had time to think about it. Here we are. What are we doing here, people?
0: (laughs) I think it's pretty clear cut. You think so? You think
3: so? I'm not stressed about this one what am i the the only one that's maybe overthought this to the point that i think it really
0: is competitive what's to overthink (laughs) this has been a lock since the trailer came out Mm -hmm.
4: here's the thing matt this group gave lady gaga a win for american horror story like so if they're going to reward her for that uh, you know i don't think there's any question that they would actually give it to her for something that's actually good
2: actually good
1: (laughs) (laughs) so are you thinking kidman
3: no close I was thinking
2: it.
1: Okay. I mean, it's not crazy. It's not crazy.
2: Of all the awards, of, of all the actress awards of the season, I think this is the clearest path to victory for Gaga.
3: See, now, it's funny you say that because I looked at Critics' Choice, SAG, and this. Let me, uh, let me back up for a minute. Let me ask you this question. Do you think Close has a better chance at winning SAG? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah,
4: she she
3: yeah. has a better air. Yeah. See, the question I've been asking myself then, because I believe that too, is is this the beginning of a steamroll, or is this just simply you know this is the Gaga wind and Sag is the close win? You know what I'm saying? And and I think my mind is playing tricks on me. I. Like, I I, I definitely think, think I, because I, I, you guys sound all sure. And I really do think now that as I'm speaking this out loud, I maybe I've just overf- overthought this too much, you know? I will
0: put all the money I have on this win. Yeah. yeah. Really? This is, yeah. This is one of the clearer wins for me.
1: More than shallow?
0: No. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, about as much as shallow, I would say.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty much right there with you.
3: Well, shit. I'm picking Melissa McCarthy That No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, do you guys remember when I thought Melissa McCarthy was gonna like take the whole thing? Uh, <laughs> well we thought
0: she was going comedy yeah. at one point. Everything was all mixed up.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Lady Gaga A Star is born. I'll 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 go with it. I I it's it, it's man,
0: it's fascinating. Right, I think it's fascinating wins here year. and then Sag and Oscar to Coleman. That's how I'm picturing it.
2: They gave a globe to Madonna over Frances McDormand and Fargo. They're gonna give it to Gaga.
3: Best actor in a drama. Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe at at Eternity's Gate, Lucas Hedges, Boy Erased, Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, John David Washington for Black Klansmen.
1: This one's my torture, I'm going to tell you, because... I know, you may think I'm crazy, but the Rami Malik thing just has me so thrown.
3: I'm so it's Queen. I hate the fact that so many people breathed life into this.
1: I know, I know. Because but
3: I, that's it's one of those things where it took just a few people to say, oh, I think I could go to Rami Malik And then everybody just starts nodding and saying, yeah, yeah. But now – and then you hear people like Tom uh, over at uh, Gold Derby say that he's talked to voters and they all said they love Bohemian Rhapsody and they love Rami Malik and everything. So I guess there's something to be said there.
1: That's what, uh, I, I'm just thinking of the voting body and obviously how popular the film was and the fact that they're rewarding Stars Born Other Places. It yeah. just keeps popping into my mind.
0: This do we all I have, think have it all Rami. starts? I think yeah, it's going to we... be Globe, SAG, BAFTA, Oscar for Rami.
2: Oh
3: wow. holy shit.
2: Holy well, shit, do Michael we, Schwartz. Do we, <laughs> do we all at least have Rami in second place at the very lowest? Yes. I actually yes. am gonna go with Rami. Please don't kill me.
4: I am gonna still go with Bradley Cooper, even though I'm getting less and less confident about that. The problem is that if I don't go with Bradley Cooper here, then I don't I don't have him, you know, spoiler, I don't have him winning director. And it just seems weird that he would not win either one of those awards to me. So I'm going to still stick with Bradley Cooper, but man, the Rami Malek thing is definitely sticking
2: with me. And in a moment's notice, I could lose my nerve and just go with him. I have the exact same line of thinking, Josh. This is, I mean, they're going to, I'm sorry, they're going to give *Stars* Born Best Picture, and they're going to want to reward Bradley Cooper in some place for it, and it's much easier to do it here than director. He he is is the producer producer. on the film. He is, Is yeah. All right. uh, Well, okay, okay. Well, he'll he'll be making a solitary speech, at least an actor.
3: I will spread the wealth, and I will pick Rami Malek to win here. But I am not. I am not succumbing to the idea that he is going to steamroll his way to winning the Oscar. I'm just. I refuse. Maybe it stops
0: before Oscar, but I definitely see Bafta, and I definitely see SAG. Oh my God! If he can flip
4: SAG for himself, that I think is the turning
0: point. Hey, the movie has the ensemble nomination. Yeah. The what that is right there—that's
3: the—that's the Eddie Redmayne mm-hmm. uh, winning for The Fury of Everything over Michael Keaton and SAG. That's what that is. If that happens, I mean, if Rami Malek wins SAG, that the the, the best it, actor over. race is over. Yeah,
4: if he wins yeah. SAG, then he is winning the Oscar. It's over. Did Malek ever I'm
1: win for iRobot? With
3: yeah, he with won the Globes? Emmy.
1: No, but with Globes.
3: No, um, Christian Slater did. Let me
2: double-check. No, oh, he, won. he won. He won the Globe. I think he won. I thought Christian because Slater it, and the in the show won. Uh, now, no, he's, he's never won.
3: Thank you.
0: Two Wait, nominations,
2: not one. When, then okay. who won? that
0: year? I hmm. don't know. Not Rami Malek. Okay, because there was a famous story years ago of him going to talk to the Globe voters, saying, oh, I have a foreign influence on my life. My mother used to make baklava for me when I had a bad day at school, and then he sent all the HFPA members what he claimed was a box of his mother's homemade baklava.
2: Oh, I heard that story was about this year's awards. Oh, I thought
0: that was back for Mr. Robot. Either way, it didn't, it didn't yeah, work. Either then, way, so. it happened at some point, and he's a good campaigner.
3: <laughs> All right, I'm yeah. picking Rami Malek. I hate my life. So
2: Okay, let, let's...
3: Not, we, not that I have anything against Rami Malek or anything. I just don't like that movie.
2: Can uh, we take a tally? I don't about, like and I'm who going voting for, for Can we tally up who we're, who we're predicting?
3: Yeah, I got, I got Malek.
2: Malek. Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, I have Cooper. Malik. Like, Okay, so three Maliks, two Coopers.
1: Yes. Okay.
3: Best Director, Bradley Cooper, Stars Born, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Adam McKay, Vice, Peter Farley, Green Book.
4: I think that this is going to be Cuaron, because they tend to really go for foreign directors with very big, artistic, bold visions, and that pretty much fits into to a T.
3: You're faking of Julian Schnabel for Diving Bell and the Butterfly, aren't you?
4: Yeah. I mean, and, you know, he's won in the category before. They really do like him. They clearly really like Roma. If they didn't have their stupid rule, it would be a Best Picture Drama nominee. I think that he's a pretty good bet to to take this.
3: Now, what about the idea that Spike Lee could start building momentum for Black Klansman here? Because that film did perform really well with the HFPA.
4: It's an upset potential. I think Spike Lee and Black Klansman will do really well in the Guilds. I think it will struggle a bit at the Globes, but I think it's going to make a comeback really strongly once the season kind of gets into the Guild stuff uh, this month.
3: Because I see I see Spike Lee winning for Black Klansman the same way I saw Martin Scorsese win the only award for Departed that year with the lone director win at the Golden Globes.
4: It could happen. I mean, if he were to win director here, I would feel like even more confident he's taking the Oscar for, uh, for a director. So I
0: don't think he needs it to win the Oscar, but this would really, really help. You know, I could see Spike Lee winning here. He's not my prediction. But what's really interesting is at this moment in time, as of January 3rd, Black Klansman is my predicted Best Picture winner at the Oscars. Mine too. But I don't have it winning any Globes. But what's also interesting is that's what happened with Spotlight. Spotlight won Best Picture at the Oscar without any globes.
3: Hurt Locker, too.
0: Right. So it doesn't throw it out of the race if it doesn't win here. Uh, I'm going with Bradley Cooper for director. I think this is where he is going to give his solitary speech. But it's not a done deal by any means. It could be Corone. It it could be Spike Lee. It could be Adam McKay if they are crazy enough to do that. But I, I just feel like Bradley Cooper, you know, they like to reward stars who make a directorial debut they did it for ben affleck for argo and i think you know you go back to robert redford warren beatty all those names and if they give the movie best picture which i think they will spoiler alert i think they're going to give cooper the director win instead of actor i'm
3: going to i'm going to stick with spike lee on this one as the as the only win for black clansman on the night i i this is one of those things where I honestly, I just don't have any reasoning behind it other than a uh, gut instinct. Something in my gut tells me that this feels right for some reason.
2: Cody? Yeah, it's so hard because there's strong arguments for, like, in terms of Globe's logic for all three of the top contenders. Um, I'm leaning towards Alfonso Cuaron with Bradley in second place, but I could see any three of them winning truly. It's gonna be. This is one of the harder ones for me. Who's left?
1: Uh, Me. So I'll say for me. Um, because of the Malik last minute change, it's throwing off my whole narrative and making me crazy. Because I believe it's hard for me to imagine Bradley Cooper missing in both places. But I also feel strongly about Quran, so I'm going with Roma, Alfonso.
3: All right. All right. I'm I'm the I'm on the island this time. Nice. Best Picture, comedy musical, Crazy Rich Asians, the favorite, Green Book, Mary Poppins Returns, and Vice. I said it earlier. I'm sticking to it. I think Green Book wins here.
4: Which it would really need. Like if Green Book could win this, that would be a huge shot in the arm for that movie. Which is... oh,
3: I don't, I don't want it to need it, want oh. it, have it. You know, I oh, just, yeah. I, I just think this is what, what, like. I just feel like this is the kind of thing they tend to go with.
4: Yeah. And I, well, I'm just saying that from the perspective of the race, you know, Green Book has certainly been the movie that's taken quite a beating since it came out. And yeah, I think much in the same way of something like Three Billboards that really gained momentum from a very nice showing at the Globes, this would work very much in the favor of Green Book if it were to win here.
3: Other reasoning I have is because... Uh, director and screenplay nominations help to round things out in terms of a show of overall support, something that, uh, the favorite doesn't have, doesn't have a best director nomination. Um, vice does have, but I just don't see that happening. Crazy rich Asians doesn't have, and Mary Poppins returns doesn't have a screenplay or director nomination. Right. And I
0: think there was a point where I was predicting Mary Poppins to win here, but you know, even lacking that song nomination, which I think was just the result of any Lennox doing her campaigning thing. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Green Book here because it has that director and screenplay nomination and Vice just doesn't seem like it's going to go all the way.
2: I'm also going with Green Book, but Josh, I kind of think it's going to be the opposite reaction when it wins. This this feels very much like, um, like when La La Land won or when Three Billboards won and that kind of took the backlash that was brewing around the awards time and really just sent it into overdrive. I just, that's, that's the path I see. The having.
3: same way I have Mahershal Ali's, you know, campaign kind of stopping here tonight as well. I think this is the highest a green book goes all season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> well, watch it win the PGA then. No, but like, it, you know,
4: I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't. Put I, past hey,
3: it. listen, sure. I'm just saying, I, I believe this is the night where, Hey, green book won And, we're all going to have to get on Twitter the next day and tell everyone to calm down.
2: <laughs> yep, just like the billboards, just like La La Land. Yeah, Same thing. it's going
1: to be Green Book. Sounds like we're all in agreement.
4: Uh, we aren't because i'm on the island with oh. the favorite.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. Sure.
3: I miss that. I want to be on that island, Parm. I want to be like there. It's like a
4: nice island. It's well, see, my favorite film of the, of the year. Win. Oh yeah, it, I'm I'm doing really great over here. <laughs> 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 well, you see cuz also for my predictions, i've got the favorite winning screenplay and actress, so giving it best mm-hmm. picture just sort of makes sense with what i've exactly. been picking
3: it with. Right? It's amazing how, like, when you look at the other awards and then as you start to go up, you start to say to yourself, wait, is three wins too much? Like, you know, do I take away something here and give it something there? What makes more sense to mix together? It's, It's highly bizarre. Best picture, drama. Okay, all right. All right, everyone. This, this one, I'll say, is not something that I am mulling over. Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, If Beale Street Could Talk, A Star Is Born. Yes, I do think it is going to be A Star is Born.
2: (laughs) Same. Yeah, this is pretty cut and dry. I am
4: inclined to agree that it is going to be A Star is Born, even though that is not my predicted winner for the Oscar, but it feels like a very safe thing for the Globes to reward. So, yes, I think it is going to be A Star is Born.
1: What's the most likely upset? Klansman?
4: Klansman. Actually, I was going to say that too. Uh,
3: You know, the same year where I remember... um, I remember uh, the year Moonlight won. A lot of people were still predicting uh, Manchester Manchester. to win over Moonlight in that category. And when Moonlight won the sole best picture drama, and that was like its only win for the night, 12 Years a Slave did the same thing a few years prior. Sole win of the night, best picture drama. I... We could get to a scenario where we get to the last award of the night and everyone's just written it off like, oh, it's happy to be there. It's not going to happen. It's not winning the other awards that it was up for. And it just wins. And it's like, holy shit, is this the start
2: of something? And they're not well, afraid to give it to big techie things. I mean, they gave it to frickin' Avatar,
0: Right. They love making a statement. The Globes love to be the center of attention. And you know, if it does end up winning the Globe, which, you know, I'm not predicting it. I don't think it has that much of a chance. But, you know, there's a world. If Black Panther wins the globe, I also have a winning SAG Ensemble. That could be the start of something.
3: Exactly. I agree. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I I have The Stars Born predicted the win, but I have Black Panther as the spoiler as my number two. And it's it's amazing where we are that I'm even saying that, uh, especially considering where I feel like we began the year where it came out and Josh Parham and I were like, you know, oh, it'd be so cool, but yeah, we're going to be very conservative on this point, you know? <laughs>
4: like, yeah, and now, like, I'm really thinking that it could win Best Picture.
3: <laughs> it's crazy. It's insane to see how far it's come. Alrighty, Well, man, it's going to be a very wild and unpredictable night. I'm really excited. I can't wait. I'm actually uh, making plans right now with Nicole Ackman and Dan Bayer. I've never met the two of them before, and I think I'm going to make the trip into Manhattan and watch the Golden Globes with them. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. should be a next best picture fun evening for yeah. all of they really us. really do
0: exist as real people.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> I had to believe it. Um... With that said, everyone that's listening right now, thank you so much for joining us for this very, very quick Golden Globes predictions episode here on the Next Best Picture podcast. For everyone that's uh, listening to this, if you want to head on over to the Golden Globes predictions page, uh, head on over to the blog, go to the section for Golden Globes, click on that link in the sidebar. I guarantee it'll take you then to our predictions contest where you can enter in your picks for a chance to win a cool prize from nextbestpicture.com. Cody Derricks, Michael Schwartz, Josh Parham, Dn Knighton. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me for uh, this really, really quick episode here. Uh, Cody, where can I find you on the internet?
2: Everywhere
4: at CodyMonster91. Josh Parham. You'll find me on Twitter at Parham.
3: Dn
0: Knighton.
4: Twitter at dd 33 <laughs>
0: And Michael Schwartz. On Twitter at my new handle, Schwartz oh. 95
1: nice is that the year you were born yes it is oh my god you just made us feel so old i'm so old
3: (laughs) and you can find me at next best picture Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and newly on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Write us a comment. Leave us five stars. Let us know what you think of the show. We really, really appreciate your your feedback and your support. And also, speaking of support head on over to Patreon for $1, minimum a month. You can get some exclusive podcast content from us over here, some exclusive reviews, Next Best Theater. We even have some Next Best series for television starting up pretty soon over here. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time.